Hey there, listeners. How are you? Welcome to Rhapsody and Reverie, Season 4, Episode 7. Jeez, the season is uh, is flying by. Have, have yes, finished, it is. Have you finished Christmas shopping? Because I haven't. <laughs> you say finish like I've started. <laughs> oh. I like started in November and I'm still not done. Wow. I wish I had that kind of like forethought. It was literally because I knew I'd run out of money. <laughs> and I had to space it out between my uh, paychecks. That's fair. That is very <laughs> fair. Uh, anyway, um, we hope that you are more prepared than at least I am and are getting ready to enjoy the holidays. But before you do, we got a great episode for you today. Yes, we do. In the spirit of the uh, the ending of not just the year, but of the decade, we think it is time to reflect and like think about artists that we've that we've previously talked about on Rhapsody and Reverie, and and to and to think about how far they've come, and since we've discussed them, what have they done? What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you know artists obviously a lot of the artists that we've covered are still very much active musicians oh so yeah they've been releasing new music and we obviously didn't get to talk about them because we are not time travelers we did not have a time machine so we did not know what beauty they would have bestow on us in the future um but now we can go back and talk about all the great albums that have come out by some of our past subjects. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. Woo! Oh, yeah. What a, what a fond way to, uh, to close out the year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Reflecting on our own past as a show. <laughs> I know? like that. We've we started in twenty seventeen question mark? I don't know, it might have been twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen? I think it was twenty eighteen. I don't hey. even know anymore. I don't know. <laughs> uh but yeah, so it's nice to see where we've come and that didn't make sense. Let's see how far we've come. Yes. Not to... As we go on. Uh, see, I was stealing from Matchbox 20. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Mm. Um, yeah. So, you know, there, it's been like a solid like year. And quite a few of the musicians we've covered have come out with new stuff. So, uh... Where do we even begin? That's a great question. And you know where I think we should begin? Where should we begin? We should begin at the beginning. Because that's right. Fallout Boy has <laughs> been a busy bee. And as as a longtime listeners of the show will know, Fallout Boy was our very first episode, like ever. Like that it was indeed. Mm -hmm. We were young, naive, and had no idea what we were doing. 
we and now we still don't, but we sound better. So yes. <laughs> there's like a, a kind of a structure now. The quality in our mics has gone up. Um, we prepare a little bit, <laughs> 20 minutes beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no i think uh I'd, I'd like to start us off uh talking about fallout boy because um they have they have pulled the greatest uh concert headline of i think the the coming decade uh where they will be co-headlining with green day and weezer <laughs> and uh i'm Which going to that a monster of a tour i can't wait i can't wait <laughs> But uh, in preparation, they've they've released quite a few singles this past year, a um, couple collabs, and uh, they have their "Believers Never Die" Volume Two out, which is the their greatest hits. Which I think is funny because the last time they put one out, they broke up. So, uh, boys, let's not think about that. Boys, <laughs> you stick it out. Don't, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me don't again. Don't hurt me again. I can't take that. I'm not strong enough. Um, but no, I'd really like to start actually with uh, their song, Bob Dylan, because, uh, oh my God, <laughs> it was so good. Um, I like that Joe really fought for this song. Apparently, this was supposed to be on... Um, uh, an album two albums ago for um american beauty you, you know the one american beauty american psycho i that's what i was thinking in my head yeah it does definitely sound like it could fit pretty nicely on that record yes and also i they, feel like there are a lot of pop culture references on that record there were and i because i think it was so full of americana like the whole tone of the of that album was like Americana, but, um, mm -hmm. uh, I guess it got cut for, for time or whatever. And Joe really didn't want to let this song die. So he fought to have it put on the, uh, believers never die, uh, best of album, which I thank you so much, Joe, because this song is a gift. You guys go <laughs> so hard. <laughs> um, I really, I love everything about this song. I love, the lyricism, I think the lyricism is beautiful because, like, yeah, I want to be loved like how everybody basically loves Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. Oh, oh, yes. Beautiful. <laughs> like, the, comparing your love to that of Johnny Cash and his wife, I think that's beautiful because their love story was so intense. And I want to be loved like that one day. And uh, I think uh, I think you boys really uh, pull out all the stops for this one. Also, Patrick just goes so hard into these vocals, and it's just so good. <laughs> we do love Patrick, oh. and when he fully embraces the like power in his voice, yeah, because this one's yeah. this one's powerful. Like mm -hmm. it's it's not like the soul. It's it's not like how um, how they sound in uh, Mania. It's it's. This is like the the rougher, edgier um, stuff. And it's so good. It's so good, guys. Okay, I've spent enough time talking about Bob Dylan. Bye. <laughs> I could talk about this song for a really long time, and we're not going to talk about it anymore. I love it. It's a good song. It's a good um, song. 
It's so I good. will shout out, follow up another song that they put out that I really liked was Dear Future Self. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, I I want to listen to that song on a beach in the summer. <laughs> Me too. And, and I <laughs> actually that was on my Spotify raps this year. I guess I really cranked it out. Like, Wait. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Phrasing. Uh <laughs> Uh, I, that didn't sound right. Um, I know what you mean. Yep. Oops. <laughs> oh man, it is I love, such a good song, though. I love that. Like they wrote that their their goal was to to write a song that was fun, like "Hey Ya" by Outkast, and like yeah, yeah, you it's... you did. <laughs> like they specifically said that in the interview. They were like, "Yeah, we wanted to write Hey Ya, but like not." <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> I was like you did it way to go <laughs> that definitely yeah. does sound like the fallout boy version of hey uh right like it, it was just a very fun song that yeah it's very beachy it's very much like I'm getting into some trouble now kind of a song <laughs> <laughs> definitely yeah also, three second shout out. I'm not. We're not going to dwell on Fall Out Boy for very long because we have a lot to cover. But uh, their song "I've Been Waiting" was another one that I've had on repeat this year that they did with Lil Peep, and it's very. Yeah, that good. song surprised me. Yeah, like because I, I had not actually I had not actually even heard it until recently, and I was like, "Oh, this is dope." <laughs> yeah, this it's uh, it's another one. It's almost it's 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 weirdly enough kind of like a really beautiful song. Like there's something mm-hmm. about the instrumentation and the vocals that are just like it's kind of haunting. But yeah, I don't know. I've been waiting. Like really surprised me. Um, I actually hadn't heard of Lil Peep before that song came out. Like I listened to it because of Fall Out Boy, and um, I don't know. It was it was a really it was a really good song. I was really surprised. Yeah. Also, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, anyway um, yeah on another so, note on a on a lighter note uh holy cow panic at the disco made an impact this year yes good yeah. so when we did our panic episode they had announced pray for the wicked yeah they had i think they had come out with like one single but um no, they came out with a couple of singles. They came out with um, Silver Say Lining. Amen. Silver Lining. And Say Amen. Um, and yeah. then their album came out after we had released the episode. We wrote so an article good. about them. Yes, like we, we reviewed the <laughs> We like <laughs> we have a physical uh, album review out there in the world somewhere. Um, it's on our website. Go check it out. RapsyandRibbery.com. Yeah. Yep. But... I we really have to like stress I think in this reflective episode like how number one how good this album was it was just a fun <laughs> wild ride let's be real this album was just fun and like Brendan it Eerie. took you on a journey a journey yeah Brendan Urie finally has complete total freedom control he is reveling in the ecstasy of it all and I for one am here for it. Yeah, it very much remi- like 
I feel like the sort of like thesis statement of this album in some ways is Hey Look Ma, I Made It. Um, maybe yeah. that or Dying in LA, but like it, it really just is the sort of like culmination of all the years of his career and the highs and the lows and him just kind of like being at the top and looking down and just taking stock of the wins and the battle scars, you know, because like as far as bands go, Panic has had like quite the ride. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he literally is the last man standing. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, but also also kind yeah. of sad, but yeah. like, but his band, like the current band that he's got right now is just so incredible. He really has just gone all out with uh, instrumentation. Like, God, that horn section every oh my single gosh. time, every yes. single time. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Like on the overpass, uh, that horn intro. Uh, like, oh my god, uh, it's so good. So many songs on this record are just so good. Hey, look, my I made it is like my ultimate jam. Just period. Like, especially since Passion Pit is listed as a co-writer on that song. Like, and you can hear it too. Yeah, of, you really can. You really can. <laughs> it's really interesting. Uh, I will say uh, this album got my dad into Panic at the Disco. So I think that's an achievement in and of itself. Um, Is it weird watched... that that like, makes sense to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Um, this one had, it just had hit after hit, honestly. This is, again, one of those few albums that I can listen to uh front to back and like not take a break like i i won't feel the urge to go okay time to listen to something else like i i can listen to the whole thing and be quite content um roaring 20s was a mood especially as we uh enter 2020 and uh we are both in our mid-20s like i feel like there's yeah it's a mood it's It's about um, to get real real weird it's it's weird already. It's just gonna get weirder, and um, I'm not quite at the point where I want someone to roll me like a blunt because I want to go home. But it's probably coming. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> we'll see how 20, 2020 goes, and yeah, <laughs> you know, yep. yeah, old fashioned was a mood. Um, Dancing's not a crime is a mood. Like it was so cute. I love that song. I dance to that song in my kitchen. It's very fun. Yes. <laughs> I love High Hopes. Uh, I love the horn section in High Hopes. I will say that it's becoming a little bit uh, oversaturated in commercials, but it's mm-hmm. it's because like all they do is play the, the, the horn horns. section over and yeah. over again, and then they go, Hi, High Hopes, and then they cut the commercial. I'm like, okay, that's um, all right whatever but yeah <laughs> when i listen to it like full through i'm like yeah this is great yeah but i i yeah the commercial like 30 second bit i'm like all right guys let's i i could you know use a break from the 30 seconds it's kind of what what happened to like that fall up boy um 
song that they played before every single sporting event? Champion? Oh, centuries. <laughs> oh, yeah, centuries and champion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was mostly centuries. You're right. Like, and I love centuries, but like after a while, I was like, all right, enough. Enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they started doing it to champion, and I was like, don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, Pray for the Wicked was one of their was one of uh Brennan Urie's, I guess. Uh <laughs> it was one of the best albums, I think, of the year. Um, mm-hmm. definitely one of the best Panic albums. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's hard to rank Panic records for me, just because I feel like they're so different. You know? Yeah, but I think this was so good because it was so triumphant overall. And like, mm-hmm. yes, was dying in LA really, really kind of sad. Yeah, and it had me. I definitely tried. It had me feeling a type of way, and I, I, I was also like, hmm, I can't think about this too hard, or I will cry. But (laughs) (laughs) hold it together. As with every success comes the pitfalls of success. But I, I will say, like uh, the whole album was just so beautifully crafted, and yeah, this was a hallmark for me for twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. And for them. Yeah, they really did a great job with this record. Oh, man. Um, but and moving then, on from yeah. Panic, we get to talk about um, possibly the... I can't even speak. I'm very excited because y'all know who we're about to talk about next. And if you haven't guessed, if you haven't guessed, I'll fill you in. Uh, We are jumping into the 1975's newest album. My boys. A brief brief inquiry into online relationships, which was very, very well done. Their best album. This was like, how does a band that's already put out incredible albums top themselves again, again? Like, She's gonna I be like thought, this for the next twenty minutes. I th- okay, but I thought <laughs> I liked it when you were asleep for you're so beautiful yet so unaware of it. I thought that was like the greatest record, and then they topped it, and I was like, you how? Like, every single song on A Brief Inquiry is so good. The entire album is so cohesive. It is this beautiful concept album. Like, it does exactly what it says it's going to do. And it's this wonderful look at the world and how we relate to each other and how he, uh, Maddie Healy and the band, how they relate to themselves. It's It's a like chronicle of Maddie Healy's struggle. It's a chronicle of the band's growth and life. It's a chronicle of the world and what we live in and what we're a part of. Like every single one of these songs is strong. Like, Oh my God. I knew, I knew this album was going to like hurt me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like from the second I heard, um, 
the first single, which was Give Yourself a Try, like, as soon as that song played for the first time in the world, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be a mess. <laughs> like, because you listen to Give Yourself a Try, and, like, it really just pulls at your heart. <laughs> at least yeah. if you're, like, me, who's, like, a 25-year-old a who's afraid to go outside. Oh, boy. That line hits different when you turn 25. That's true. <laughs> like, it's just so good. And it really does, like, it, it deserves something so, like, reassuring about that song. You know, like, even just the, like, title of it, Give Yourself a Try. Like, I feel like a lot of us need to hear that sometimes, like, we're so hard on ourselves. We're so like in our own heads and picking apart every little thing and like saying, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that because you're too this or that. And like that song is just there to be like, hey, man, like maybe just like just try giving yourself a chance. Yeah. I also I also took it because like, I mean, for me. Um, like, I think this song came out at a time where I also, I think many of us can relate. Like I, I needed to hear it as well. And I think that especially because right now I, and of course you and many of our listeners, I'm sure are in the same boat where we're all trying to figure out what the hell is going on with our lives and like what we're going to do. And I tend, uh, when I do things to try and constantly like emulate people I admire and like to be someone else. Mm, and like, mm -hmm. that's how I've gotten through <laughs> my life for 25 years. And, and it's not, it's healthy to a point. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to like be like the people you admire. But I think when it comes at the expense of what you have to offer and of your own voice, that there is a problem. Mm -hmm. And I think in a way, like something clicks with me this year that like I'm relying too much on trying to be somebody else that I haven't really focused on like, you know, why give yourself a try, like try, try being you and like putting your own effort into the world and like find success as you and not, I don't know, whoever you're trying to be. And I think that was quite a reassuring thing to hear. And that's kind of like what I got out of it too. Besides the whole, you know, like, please root on yourself. Like, please, please bet on yourself because you deserve to be happy and like to live. But like, that, that's part of what I took from it as well. Yeah, no, I definitely like agree with that. I, I think, you know, you're right. Like we, we look for ourselves and other people a lot. I think when we're just trying, like, especially at this time, like when, when you're younger and you're trying to like figure out who you're going to be, like you, you do kind of lean on like, others and trying to sort of see how you stack against others and so like this song is a great reminder of just being like hey like it's your chance to actually just like try just figuring out who you are outside of all that and like give that a chance because that's special and like no one else can be you so just try and see what that's like and it's such a good song and it got nominated for a Grammy, which it so deserved. And I'm so happy. And like, 
And the fact that that was the first single, and then they came out with two time, two time, two time as the next single, which topped that for me, because mm-hmm. like that song's a total vibe, and it's just a jam, and it's also like it's such a jam, but also such a good commentary on the state of dating, like. Dating sucks is the uh, too long didn't read version of that song. Uh-huh. Basically, like dating in the social media era, like it's just beautiful. So many of those songs are just like such a great like commentary. Like the obvious one is "Love It If We Made It." Like that song is just this like ri- like ripping sort of just like in your face like frantic just like what the hell is going on in the world song and they execute on that so well and then to have like these just like him just screaming these sort of just like all these different things going on and his just kind of like examinations of the world and then to get to the chorus where it's just like look I would love it if we could just get through this (laughs) like Mm-hmm. that's just like so relatable and the phrase modernity has failed us is like my favorite phrase that maybe he's ever said I, like, I don't even know if it's because of this like the actual meaning but just like the way that flows out of the mouth is very pleasing to me <laughs> um but yeah so many songs on this record were so good I like America and America likes me is a banger george daniel fucking did that on production <laughs> like he did that shit like oh my god I, I don't i would literally like the things i would do to just like have an hour with that man to just ask him questions about how he does what he does like oh my god so good i could not believe it and like y'all know like if you follow us on twitter which you should you know that i got to see them live like a few weeks ago back in november and it was everything i ever wanted hearing i like america and america likes me live was amazing especially because we were in america like it was a jam everything about this record was a jam and like they even had like the sweet and tender moments that you love like mine which is the most millennial love song i've ever heard um yeah actually that song's really good like (laughs) right like it's like it sounds like such a sweet like sultry kind of jazz tender number and then you also listen to the lyrics and he's low-key just like Yo, I'm afraid of commitment. Sorry. <laughs> and it's Valid. just like millennial. But mm-hmm. you did it. Like it's so uh, it's so relatable. And then and then they end it with I always want to die sometimes and you're in tears. <laughs> and that's how that goes. I just you're going to have to stop me. I could talk about this forever. <laughs> yeah. 
I will do some quick shout outs to Be My Mistake, which I think is another great millennial love song. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, oh, well, I'm attracted to the wrong person and uh, I'm going to try everything I can do to not succumb to that. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sincerity is scary. Oh that my was, gosh! That was basically a that was basically the thesis of this album. Besides, technology is scary. Technology and sincerity um, are both scary. Perhaps one is made worse by the other. Uh, that I think was an interesting message. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, and of course, it's not loving if it's not with you. Because I mean, that song was just oh, oh my god, uh, yes. Like what a fantastic they're... I. They got me too. I really did think it was a love song, and then I like really read the lyrics, and I was like, "Oh, it's about, it's about drugs." <laughs> yeah, they really did very, very well. Like, like it's such a like jarring kind of juxtaposition because you're like totally like bopping. You're like, "Oh my gosh, that's so cute," and then you you keep listening. And you're like, "Oh, oh, oh my god." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but it's it's got a sad kind of tragic implication here, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's it's kind of clever. It's yeah, very to, clever. Yeah, to frame it that way, like it is, it is interesting. Um, yeah, it's but, clever and heartbreaking all at once. Yeah, but before we get too carried away, take uh, turning this episode into the 1975 Power Hour, which um, would be fine. It would. <laughs> Yes, but, but that no. is not the purpose of this. Um, I want to jump to a band I saw live in October. My boys, Bad Sons. Hey. Because their latest album, Mystic Truth, came out after our episode as well. And oh, ha, ha, ha. boy, howdy, was I seized by the fatal American need to have a good time. <laughs> That record is just so full of joy, which is so unexpected. <laughs> it literally just made me think of being on Route 66, having a road trip, participating in all the weird um, Americana things that I mean, because I've gone on a couple of different road trips with my family. And like this made me want to just take off like mm-hmm. with with my friends, like or, like just to, or by myself to just go. And like live my life. Something about like away we go really yeah. uh, made me want to put my uh, pedal to the metal there. I don't know what about it. I mean, Makes maybe me it's the line leave. where he's like, let's get on the road. <laughs> okay, maybe. But like, it wasn't just that. Like, the whole, no, I, like, yeah. The instrumentation with like, it was, it just made me want to leave. And maybe that's what I'll play when I finally move on with my life. But who knows? <laughs> it's definitely Uh, it definitely has that spirit like the entire record is just like it's so full of this like this boundless optimism of like the world is our oyster let's see what we can do like yeah and i love that that. one magic uh one magic moment is another great example of that um Mm -hmm. i have to say that even though bad sons is just so rock and roll um some of their lyricism reminds me of like uh 50s like swing or like like the the soft bop uh mm-hmm. songs like not to not to 
completely defied uh, genres here, but like uh, this magic moment by Jay and the Americans to me has a lot in common lyrically with this song. And I love that. And it was probably intentional. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? I mean, they know, but <laughs> they, they, they would know. And they're just so good live. Can I just say that? Uh, Bad Sons was just... They're just so Mwah. wonderful. Like, the Christo Bowman really does channel the spirit of Elvis Presley on that stage, and that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> He's James Dean, Elvis Presley, all and all of them, all every band member is just so cool, so talented, and they put on such a good show. Um, I fell in love by mistake. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but but speaking of that song actually that song is really adorable and i think it goes back to to your analysis that it's like a boundless optimism contained in this rock and roll record yeah it is very fun and just loose i, I do love that like the idea of just like i fell in love by mistake like it it is it, it's interesting because you know it happens all all the time like how many people do fall in love intentionally you know like none truly like i'm sure people go into things wanting love but like i think love is very happenstance and like the moment you fall in love isn't something that you can plan you know you may have the intention of falling in love with someone but the moment where you actually feel it you can't necessarily pinpoint and be like, it's going to happen in two weeks, you know? So I think this idea of just like, I fell in love by mistake is just, oops, didn't mean for it to happen this way, but it (laughs) happened and here I am and it's beautiful. That is such a good song. It is. That whole, that whole record was just so good. Uh, But in uh, in the spirit of uh, getting to everyone, uh, <laughs> I want I want to take two minutes and discuss uh, Wasteland Baby, cause that album, oh my god, <laughs> someone described that album to me as uh, Hosier channeling the spirit of Hades and Persephone, and like just really personifying how glorious and epic their love is and i was like yep yep there it is (laughs) it's a really good record i really like i just like no plan it's good that that song like the thing that stood out to me about this record i think is that like i think the like the musical choices Hosier made on this record are really cool. Like, you know, because up until this point, we've had his like first record. Mm-hmm. And his first record, like, is a great record. Um, and it fell into that kind of like rock, you know, indie folk kind of realm. But what I liked about Wasteland Baby is that like I feel like you really got um even more soul in this yeah. record. Like No, th- this album was very much 
um going back to like the blues roots yeah i think like this one definitely had Ugh. Ugh, it went so hard oh my god yeah especially yeah, yeah. like what like how you say in no plan like wow oh my god that chorus <laughs> can't Oof. get better than that cannot get it better than that that and but- movement movement I just yeah. like that. Uh, that is the like late night. Um, yep. Y'all can <laughs> y'all can fill in the rest of the details there, but like, yeah, yeah. Because like, God. I what I love about Hosier is that he like goes back and forth between it almost like um, folk Americana vibe, where it's like very soft and and sad. Like in Shrike, where mm-hmm. where he's using a lot the the symbolism of the bird impaling itself and or its prey on a on a a thorn, yeah. um, versus like No Plan, where it's very much blues, early rock and roll, um, like really going hard on the electric guitar, really jamming out with the drums. Like it's 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 interesting that. <laughs> There's like either one or the other. There's no in between. Um, yeah, because I well, think I oh. mean then you have a song like uh, "Almost" or "Sweet Music," which, which like, I I consider that kind of kind of folk Americana. You know, I like, think as far as like I feel like that kind of is the closest it gets to like in between. You okay. know, like I do feel like that song like. Cause you're right. Like it, it definitely like it. It's folk, but it's not just that. This is true. This yeah. is true. I think maybe it's what happens when you take folk and you directly like inject it into 2019. Yeah. Because like every just... time I hear that, <laughs> every time I hear that song, I think of somebody dancing in a tavern, and I don't know why. Maybe it's the <laughs> clapping. Uh, <laughs> maybe <laughs> uh that that was like my third most played song this year so don't know what that says about me but <laughs> it was just I mean, that song a, was great yeah it's such a cute song like it like it's really like adorable it, it fills you with such again kind of like this optimism which you know it's surprising that there's so much optimism in music this year yeah that weird year that to noise making uh, uh, oh the fact that it just opens with remember when you'd sing just for the love of it like yes 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 (laughs) bring back joy for no reason other than the joie de vivre True beauty. That oh. one, uh, would that eyes very, very sweet, kind of sexy. Kind just of sexy. saying, <laughs> just kind of saying, sexy. you know, it is. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, Hosier, Hosier delivered with this record. Yeah, he really. I did. mean, in in dinner and diatribes, like there's a line. Um, where it's like a big old uh erection illusion. <laughs> a pillar nope. I am upright. 
Gotta love it. I'm just saying. That's the sex song. That's the jam. <laughs> I like you. I'm not even reading too much into this because somebody tweeted that at him and he was like, tee And I was like, you bastard. You knew what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, of course he knew. This was all very well, like, very well drafted. Yeah. He, he is a brilliant lyricist. I will say that. Like, it is wonderful. It is wonderful to listen to him. It is, it is a privilege to, to live in the era that is Hosier. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Before he crawls back to his swamp land and goes back. <laughs> back into the drowns, bog. <laughs> back into the bog. Never to, well, uh, uh, to wait for, what, another hundred years before he makes a third record? <laughs> God, hopefully not that long. Yeah. That said, honorable shout out to Wasteland Baby, because that song gets me. It's a good song. Yeah. Him playing that live is very beautiful and very strangely intimate. He's so good. He's so good. (laughs) He was talking about how he wrote that song when he learned that like the what is it? The doomsday clock moved, uh, like what, uh, that it much closer like a, to midnight. Uh, yeah. Like a minute or something. Yeah. And he was like, huh? <laughs> well, <laughs> he was then. just filled with this existential dread, but also a love song in a post-apocalyptic world. And I'm like, that's sweet. Weirdly mm-hmm. enough. It's co- It's comforting. Cause, uh, who knows what will happen tomorrow. And, uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly enough, that segues kind of well into Bastille's record. Yes. <laughs> which is literally titled <laughs> Doom Days. Yeah. Yeah. We're all gonna die. Um, yeah. There's on quarter past midnight. I wonder if that's about the doomsday clock, actually. Like, I mean, that uh, sounds just about having a good night out. <laughs> that's true. Like, but also, if you view it as, like, Doom... Yeah, it's kind of like a let's have one last good night in the face of wasteland <laughs> and devastation. <God. laughs> like we're just gonna keep going until the night ends, which might be the end of our lives. Yep, but it's a bop, so we're having a great time. <laughs> I love that song, and I did really enjoy Bastille's like latest like that song um and the waves i really like that song a lot like yeah I, I, bastille as usual um killed it yeah like they're, that's it nocturnal creatures like hello <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> definitely that and then joy i heard on the radio like all the time um did you actually yeah i heard it on the radio back when i was um home for the holidays on like the alt stations they were playing it and i was like my boys (laughs) like it's a fun song and it's like it just like it does really fill you with this like rapturous kind of like joy 
And I think anybody can relate to it, you know, just that like the feeling of just having someone that you're so like into or just happy about or like just seeing their name pop up on your phone is enough to just set you off into this beautiful mood. Like romantic or otherwise, like it doesn't even have to be like in the context of like a love song, so to speak, just like there are some people where it's just like just the like even idea of them is enough to just make you feel like really good. That's true. Like that's, that's true. It's beautiful. Which I think is kind of a good segue to talk about their cover of um I can't fight this feeling anymore. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> they recently um they did it for a um, for a commercial. Um, I guess this one particular company in London every year just has commercials that people in 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 England like look forward to every year, which is wild. Oh yeah, <laughs> I heard I've heard about that company. Yeah, and they made one with this with this little dragon <laughs> who just wants to celebrate Christmas with everybody else, but he keeps messing up. Because he can't control his fire, and his exci- in his excitement he breathes fire through his nose. Like he melts uh, the ice for ice skaters. Uh, he like burns up the Christmas tree at one point. Like he's so upset, and this little girl is like, she's trying to be supportive of him and care about him, but also like he's just too eager. And then mm-hmm. at the end, she figures it out, like how to include him, because she's like uh, the daughter of a baker, and then she gets him to light the Christmas pudding, and suddenly he's included. And I'm like. <laughs> I I'm almost cried. He's so cute. Crying. He's so cute. Like he's so cute. And as as this whole commercial's playing, it's like I can't fight this feeling <laughs> with Bastille and a full orchestra. And I was just like, oh no, they got me. <laughs> My heart. I almost cried. I was like, no. <laughs> Let him play. <laughs> and then, because like, at the, oh, there's like a point where he like runs and he hides in his little home. And you're like, no. <laughs> no. Come out. It's okay. Uh, and, and, oh. Uh, and then at the end, when he celebrates Christmas with everybody, I was like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> but no, Bastille did, did such, I think they were the only band that could do that song justice today mm-hmm. because I think with the orchestra, they like took it to a whole other level. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. It, it is. It's such a dramatic song on its own, but now with the orchestra and with, um, with Dan's voice, it's mm-hmm. otherworldly. It's perfect. Yeah. His voice just like pairs so well with an orchestra. Like it I does. just want, I just want him to like travel with an orchestra now. <laughs> like he should <laughs> just record all these like giant sweeping songs. It would be beautiful. Oh man. Um. Speaking of beautiful sweeping arrangements, that's 
kind of a shitty segue, but it's not a shitty segue because I know exactly where you're going with this, and I agree. Speaking of beautiful sweeping uh, arrangements, go on. <laughs> I think we should talk about um, a beautiful, beautiful band that we've talked about before on this show and their latest record. Uh, that would be San Fermin. <laughs> Hell yeah, it would. Yeah. And uh, special shout out, by the way, to uh, one of our listeners, Jay, who actually like emailed us regarding this album going, hey, I heard your San Fermin episode from a while back, and I don't know if you know that they put out a new record. Um, and his email is what kind of made us think, oh, we should do an episode where all we do is like, catch up with the Our people old, we've already yeah. talked about like so thank you jay for that and uh for drawing our attention to the cormorant because holy shit <laughs> <laughs> there it is <laughs> god this album is so good. good i i have listened to this album back to back oh god what 70 times i don't know i i don't know like from the first second with the piano going. Um, oh, it's beautiful. It's really, it's so really fucking beautiful. So good. Oh my God. Oh like, man. Oh man. And like, okay. And so I saw San Fermin live, right? And they opened the show with the cormorant, like that song. Huh. <laughs> it was beautiful it was absolutely so beautiful everything about this song everything about this record is flawless it really is oh like okay God. this album came out what like a month ago summer mm -hmm. by the void is on my 2019 wrapped playlist because i have just <laughs> i've been in a mood and this song was so good the whole album should have been on this uh playlist to be honest with you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's good. Also, like, it's just, like, the perfect length, too. Like, just from, like, a... Like, you can tell that this is, like, a very well-thought-out release, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it it feels like the perfect length. It Each song flows into the next so well. There's a through line. There's a, like... Again, there's, a like, a narrative that runs through... Like, which I think is what, you know, I mean, we spent an entire, like, episode talking about freaking Jackrabbit last time. Like, it, yeah. San Fermin is just so good. So good at that. Like, from the arrangements of the songs to the lyrics, like, it all just, like, cohesively blends so well. Yeah. No, it. It really does. And honestly, I can't think of a more haunting opener than to be like, I woke up from a dream where a giant seabird covered in like shells arose from the depths to tell me I'm going to die. And I would like you uh, or to tell like, like uh, uh, where would you like to have your corpse disposed of? Ah! Right. And then to end the record with a song like The Myth. Or it's basically yep. just like bird fucking did it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that that woman at the beginning died and he 
did something. Like I'm left with the the haunted feeling of her dead on a beach. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Like in a weird way, this this album feels like a beautiful backtracking of this woman's life because like her whole thing is like, okay, she's got to like tell she's got to justify her worth to this giant mythical bird. And like, is it a dream? Is it not a dream? And I think it prompts this like reminiscing for her about like aspects of her life and about the the male character's life, maybe. And Mm -hmm. I I love that yet again, Sanferman blows it out of the water when it comes to storytelling Mm -hmm. in their music. Because holy shit, the mythic imagery right? <laughs> this album is so good. Like, when I listened to this album, like, at least for me, I just felt this feeling of, like, you know, like you said, kind of just, like, these two characters, like, almost, like, kind of maybe, like, reconnecting after, like, living a whole life and just reflecting on, like, the time that has passed and what it all means and it's just the way that he I just it never begins to blow my mind (laughs) you know I just yeah how he's able to just evoke such imagery like when I hear all like I don't know why Bridge to Terabithia comes up in my head whenever I hear this record, but it does. That's wild. <laughs> it's that's interesting, right? It, like it's it, it it doesn't for me, but I can see how it's how it's applicable. Like I almost see like in this in this like weird sort of like gothic or not gothic, but like mythical future like I don't know where everything's different and the girl survives and the world is topsy-turvy and they're miserable together like they're miserable together uh, well I mean like their lives were uh, well they weren't miserable but like they were going through shit they were (laughs) but like they were the bright spot in each other's lives whereas in this album like in Saints, you get the feeling that their relationship is not great. You know what you know this what I mean? album... Yeah, this... Okay, so this album actually reminds me of something that... um, some th- Something that I actually... So when I was... When I was in high school, I did a lot of writing. Um, just in general. Um, about mm-hmm. random stuff. And there was a story I wrote once... Um, which, I mean, to preface, I was a teenager. I have no real life experience. I had no business writing stories like this, but I was like writing this story about this like woman who comes back to her hometown after leaving her abusive husband. (laughs) And then she runs into like an old flame from high school. And like, it's the sort of like retelling of everything that like led up to that moment in time and but like the vibe I got from the Torberant kind of reminded me of the what I think I was trying to get at in that story like the destruction uh, or like 
the the sort of picture of this like re- this like relationship between two people that has just devolved and what impact that had on the people as individuals if that made sense i don't know if that made sense i'm not sure yet all right uh, i i feel like i get i feel like i get where you're going though um well all right I, I just I just love that like it made sense in my head. That's fair. Now I'm paranoid. In a way, I I like how like the the ending of this is is like this beautiful trilogy with saints, the living and the myth cuz like if you go by like the titles alone, that's such an interesting progression of like someone who is like above like the material world and like trying to be better um while the person singing is like why are you this way? It's infuriating. Versus the living where it's like it's a celebration of life and like of being wild and just a part of it. And where like you're not above it, you're among it and you're flowing with it. And then when you have the myth, which is like this is what you tell your people about people who lived, right? Um, where she's like dead, lying on the shore as the birds... Uh, come and eat her yeah um where she's singing the myth of the people that she loves which is so interesting to me and it uh, almost evocative of like old celtic or old norse myths where like the whole point is like the song right like you tell your stories through song uh your history is told through song greeks did this too um i love it Yeah, you have to to sing the myth for the birds so that they know what to do with you now. This song scared the fuck out of me, life, like in the best way. Like, yeah, like well, because it was just so like haunting, you know. Like it was fucking mesmerizing. It was like terrifying how powerful of an effect that song has. I bet. Oh my god. Like, Listening to it in the quiet of your room at 3am is equally terrifying but in a different kind of way I feel like I can I can only imagine what it's like to hear it in front of you. Like it must be so powerful. It was. Like I could not like l- look at anything else other than just like the stage and like honestly just like yeah I like, cause you know, like when you're at a show, like there's, you know, there are a lot of people in the room, like, and like, sometimes like, you know, you, you like your eyes sort of like go look around the room and see what's happening. But like for, for the myth, I was just like completely like nothing else around me mattered. It was just like, I am in the trance. I am under their spell. <laughs> And I cannot look away. It was the birds the, were coming for you. Yeah, it was so like it was so cool. I was like getting colder and colder inside of my jacket, but like it was so good. Like, oh my god! Like, I'm 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 scared and I'm into it. Hello. Basically, like <laughs> it's just like I am terrified, and I would like to hear more. <laughs> 
And I'm so excited because like, uh, I, I guess there, there will be more there. There's going to be a part two to this album. Yeah. I, 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 as, as I understand you, you can tell us more about that. Like, I guess you heard a song. Um, yes. They played that- a song from part two at the show and, um, it was beautiful. <laughs> Can I just say, like, I'm so excited for that song <laughs> to be released into the world because the drums alone were enough to just send me into, like, a state of pure bliss. Like, it was just so fun. That song was so good. Like, it, if that is an indication of what is to come, like, get hype, y'all. Just get oh hype. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to cry. I want a, I want a continuation. Do you think the story will be a continuation or will it be a companion? You know, that's a great question. I mean, the song was called Swamp Song. So I guess like when I hear the Hormorant, the first part, like I definitely get like, I get like, I don't know. I, I get, you know, like seabird, like, mm-hmm kind of a bit more like you know yeah that kind of imagery and then a swap is not it's not the same same. so i'm like curious like does that mean in fact we're getting a new sort of story or is it like our stories just merely changing locations or just a story with new new characters, new plot, but like it's still related somehow to the general theme of processing your loved ones and how they matter and affect you. Yeah. I guess that's the theme of it, right? I thought so. I thought it was like in a weird way people coming to terms with love and how it changes you because it does. And like yeah, if whether it's for better or for worse, because sometimes it's frustrating and sometimes you don't want it to change you, but it has. Uh, and other times you welcome it and it's wonderful. And this was such an interesting take on it. Because usually records are just one or the other mm-hmm. when when they talk about things like that. But it. Oh, it's so good. God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. You know, I think one of the strongest things that about it, and I think is something that's kind of just a through line with um, Sand for Men as a band, it's just like the there's just a natural duality because you have, you know, you have such a strong male vocal lead in Alan Tate, and then you mm. have this female accompaniment. So you always have this sort of like, dual perspective which allows i think allows them to do really interesting things with like the juxtaposing of different ideas because you can have these two separate characters sort of act as kind of like foils for each other and also like you know like play off of each other and i mean i i I think that's like you know, with a lot of other bands, you know, they have these sort of clear sort of, you know, one character just kind of naturally because you have this one person that's generally leading them. But, like, the beauty of Sand for Men is that it's this, like, 
it's it transcends just this one voice. It's this whole giant, like, being. It's a giant mythical beast. <laughs> Agreed. Damn. <laughs> if you guys can't tell, we really, really get into Sanfermin. <laughs> yeah, like... Can't wait to do another one of these episodes next year because sometime next year we're getting the Cormorant part two. Yeah. Basically just every time they release a new record, just devote an entire episode to it. I'm fine with that. I'm more than fine with that. I'd be so down. Like <laughs> literally just, you totally could. Like that's the thing about their records is you could spend like a solid hour just like going through it combing through it, it trying to like i love it so much yeah it's so great um but we digress hmm. um truly because uh we've been talking for so long <laughs> yeah but <laughs> we'll um keep it going um you know, they're, not every single one of the re- our artists we've covered have released new stuff. So, yeah. yeah. We'll shout out... I will shout out that Harley Rae Jepsen's um, latest record. She released a record called Dedicated since we did her our episode on her. And um, if you haven't listened to it, you should because it was solid. It was very good. Um, listen to like it. I feel like every... Yeah, I feel like everyone and their mother heard Party for One. Mm-hmm. Like, that song was everywhere, as it should have been. Yeah, it was fun. And I think we can all relate to just like, you know, being like doing our own thing, kind of dancing to the beat of our own drum and just whatever. You don't want to be around. I'm going to just do my thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Um, but honestly, like, listen to this record, um, just for Julian alone. (laughs) Like, I cannot tell you how much I love that song. She really, she really did her thing on that song. Like, it is such a great, like, strutting song for, like, a solid month that was like the song that I played whenever I was like walking out around town. <laughs> Cause it was just such a vibe. Like it also just has that like perfect beat, like walking beat too. So you can like sync your steps to it. <laughs> so it's fun. Like that song, no drug like me. Also a great one. Um, feels right is a great song it's just fun and it's a song like this entire record is kind of like a i'm in love record and it's very nice it's just nice yeah. it's just nice to listen to it's just fun and i think in a year like 2019 which was kind of a wild ride you needed a record like dedicated to just be like nice <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and just have a good time so definitely listen to that one. Um, and then 
Yeah. Um, also, shout out to the main for releasing You Are Okay. Um, yes. Because that record was also really great, and Tears Won't Cry was my, like, go-to jam for a long time. <laughs> Interesting. Numb Without You was mine off of this album. That's also a good one. <laughs> you know, Flowers on the Grave made me cry when I first heard it. Oh, <laughs> It's very sad. She's like, you don't plan life, you live it. And I'm just like, <laughs> crying. Flowers on the grave of the child who I used to be. Like, ouch. 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 Um, but it's really good, so listen to it. And also just, like, shout out to them for just trying to yeah. reassure us all that we will be okay. <laughs> because eventually... <laughs> We will be. Also, special, very special shout out to Bombay Bicycle Club, who rose from the dead this year. Okay, can we talk about ah! this? Because ah! I cannot tell you how happy I was when I... When, wasn't... Were you... What Did that happen when you were here? No. No. Wait. Yes. It did. Eat, sleep, wake, nothing but you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I remember because I was like, oh, they're alive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. When we found that out, I was just like floored. And then eat, sleep, wake, like I that song like is perfect. Like, am I wrong? Like that literally that song is perfection. Like I cannot think of a better Bombay Bicycle Club song than that. If somebody told me, hey, can you describe Bombay Bicycle Club? I would send them that song. <laughs> it truly is. It's both like a return to form and also like fresh and new and exciting. Like, yes, you can tell it's definitely Bombay Bicycle Club, but it's it's just so good. And I'm so happy they're back. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Like, both of the Thank singles you. that they've released so far have been, like, stellar. Um, yep, that, I, everything else has gone wrong made me feel <laughs> things. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I'm so excited. I'm ready for an album. I'm ready for a tour. I'm ready for all of it. Like, so glad that you are back in my life, Bombay Bicycle Club. I need you. Like, also just... <laughs> Like, I'm still not over eat, sleep, wake, nothing but you. Just, like, how, like, it's such the perfect, like, love infatuation song. Like, God. Like, because, like, you know, falling in love, like, sometimes it, it, like, literally feels that way. You're just so so enraptured and invested into someone where it's just like everything is them and like it's scary and powerful and, and amazing and intoxicating and it's like 
they put all of that into a song, and I can't, like, that blew my mind. That song blew my mind when I heard it. Still blows my mind. Every time I listen to it now, like, I still am just floored. Like, that, that fucking, like, that bass riff. Oh, my God. Yeah. Quite frankly, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. If y'all haven't listened to Bombay Bicycle Club, please, what are you doing with your life? Get on it. <laughs> Get on it. Uh, and then, you know, we got to shout out our boy Harry Styles. <laughs> yes, we do. Because our boy is back and uh, sexier than ever, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, shout out to Watermelon Sugar. For just being a solid jam. Not not even gonna not even gonna elaborate. I'm just gonna say that song's good. You're not gonna elaborate? You don't care to elaborate no. on that? No. No. You're not no. gonna You don't wanna explain to us why? No. Look, I'm just saying the the boy is morphing slowly into a modern David Bowie, and I am happy for him. Yeah, look, I mean, when he dropped Lights Up, I was like, oh, okay. So uh, we we taking this serious now. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, Lights Up is a great song. I think that song made it on my, like, Spotify wrapped for this year. Like, I put that on repeat, like... That song is a jam that I care not to elaborate on. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh my it's god. Fair. It's so good. And, you know, shout out to him because his record's coming out this week. Wow. <laughs> we we should have filmed we should have recorded this next week. <laughs> yeah, in retrospect. I, I literally think it comes uh, out in like two days. <laughs> oh well. Like, <laughs> Look. All right. Go listen to it. We'll be listening to it. Yes, we will. Uh -huh. um, also, shout out to him for running one of the like most wild marketing campaigns for his song, Adore You. Did you hear about this? No, so you're going to have to tell me. <laughs> like... A while ago on Twitter, I saw somebody like tweet about this random account, like this random like Facebook ad for something called Edora, and it was like somebody had made this like fake travel site or like tourist site for this like island that didn't exist, and everybody was like, "What is this?" And it turns out it was promo for Harry Styles' single. Oh my god, what? And I was like, are you kidding? Is this real? Like, what does this mean? If the, if so, that's like brilliant, but also crazy. But I'll buy it. From oh Harry, my god. From Harry Styles, I buy it. Like, Harry Styles. Yeah, no, it was wild. Go look that up later. I was very confused. I was like, why is this happening? <laughs> um, but yeah, shout out to you, Harry. I'm going to listen to your record. I'm glad that Harry Styles is 
like making great music that he loves and is standing behind. I'm, you know, I'm glad that One Direction has given us this. You know? Same. Same. He has blossomed into a beautiful butterfly. Still can't believe he's basically your age. Exactly. He is my age. We are exactly the same age <laughs> to the day. That's so I wild. Hate <laughs> That's so wild. <laughs> Harry, let's uh let's get together. We'll celebrate our birthdays. It'll be rad. Actually, do I wanna do that? I don't know. That sounds Oh no. I feel like he I feel like he parties like yeah, I don't Way know if I harder can, than I'm comfortable with. I don't know if I can keep up with that. I'll appreciate yeah. you from afar, fam. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually don't think I could handle that. But <laughs> But thanks for the music. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Oh god. Um Well I think we did it. Well, Jim Bob. Real, real time, Bob. <laughs> we did the damn thing. We did, didn't we? Mm-hmm. It's been a, it's been a wild ride on Rhapsody and Reverie. We've covered it's a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's not go there. No, we're not. We're not going there in actuality. But um, this will be a perfect segue to talk about our favorite, favorite segment. Up and comers. Up and comers. (laughs) Um, So. I dropped the ball this week, so who do you have for us? Okay, this week on Up and Comers, we were talking about a artist by the name of Patternist. That is Patternist. Oh yeah, nice. Um, Hell yeah. So I first discovered Patternist um, in 2016, I believe, um, which was okay. the year I I. One of my New Year's resolutions, so it's actually kind of fitting that we're doing patternists um, around New Year's, but one of my New Year's resolutions in 2016 was that I wanted to try and find one new artist every day that year. Spoiler alert, I did not get that far, but I did get pretty far, at least I got like a good like hundred or so artists that year. Um, That's valid. Yeah, so like I I did it, but um, yeah, Patternist was one of the first artists that I like discovered in doing that, um, and I just really, really, really fell in love with the song "Give It Up" um, that he did, and it like. It was such a, like, there's something so just, like, pleasant about the arrangement of that song to me. And 
um, Gabe's voice is so, um, it's so like, there's something very soothing about it. It's like, it's soft and it's soft and sweet and very pleasant. And it makes everything he sound he sings about sound nice and positive, which is funny because a lot of his songs are kind of about insecurity and feeling kind of down. Um, like he has a song called I Don't Feel Real. And that song is kind of just about like depression. <laughs> Ooh. And, like, it's such a good song. And it's weirdly upbeat for a song where he's basically talking about just, like, needing to be medicated because he just doesn't, like, to function. Like, and, like, I think it's such a relatable juxtaposition of, like, things. I'm a very, like... I'm a very big proponent of when artists are able to sort of take sad themes and pair it with positive music. That's why I like um, Passion Pit so much. Like, and even the 1975 too, like, like even we were talking about with it's, with it's not living, if it's not with you, like that juxtaposition I think is always really, really cool. And Patternist does a really great job. Like, in all of their music like it it's just a very very interesting part of like who they are as an artist as a band so definitely recommend them like you'll dance and you'll have fun and you'll also maybe cry <laughs> and it's great um so definitely check them out uh give it up and I Don't Feel Real are my, like, two top songs, but they have all kinds of really great songs. They actually just put out um, a debut record this year, uh, which is called I Don't Know What I'm Doing Here, which is a quality, quality title for an album. <laughs> um, so check them out. They're at Patternist Music on Twitter. Patternist Music on Twitter. So you can give them a follow, give them a shout out, let them know that Rhapsody and Reverie sent you. Um, and yeah, I hope you enjoy their music as much as I did because um, honestly, like I listened to Give It Up on a loop for like all of 2016. <laughs> and then like I Don't Feel Real was on a loop for this entire year. <laughs> so definitely check them out. Yay. Woo! I did it. Yeah, you did. And now we did it. <laughs> We're yes, done. Yes, we did. With this week's yeah, episode. We are. And we're basically, uh, we're almost done with the year. Because Crazy. we are taking a, yeah, we are taking a two-week break for the holidays to, uh, chill and relax and make merry and all that but we are never fear we ho, will ho, be back <laughs> 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 oh 
I do declare. It is cuffing season. I mean, I'm not trying to cuff nobody, but like... No, no. But also, before the decade ends... No, I'm kidding. Before the decade ends, like, my holiday is going to consist of me drinking eggnog, maybe... And eating spiked pie. Or no. from the, spiked or from the fridge? From the fridge, if I do it. Uh, valid. Valid. I'm going to just listen to Ho Ho Hopefully by the main on yeah. a loop for the yes. like, next three weeks. <laughs> yeah, you should all check out our, our Christmas episode that we did last year. We got a really good playlist for you there. Um, mm-hmm. But no, we will be taking a two-week break. But never fear, we will be back on New Year's Eve to ring in the New Year with you. We will have a major <laughs> rager playlist for you. Speaking of ho ho ho. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a doozy. But um for now, because we probably will not hear you from you uh before Christmas unless you uh check in on our Twitter. Yeah. Which you could you are more than welcome to do. Be friends with at us. podcast. <laughs> Yay! Um, we want to wish all of you a very happy holidays, uh, whatever you celebrate, however you're celebrating, um, wherever you are. We hope that you have a very merry time and that you are surrounded by people that you love and that it's good vibes all around. Good vibes, good music, good times. Especially good music. Please crank up the good Christmas music this uh, this holiday season. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, yes. What a good time. Mm-hmm. But that said, it is time to bid you all adieu. So thank you all so, so much for listening. And please consider following us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. What are our handles? At Rhapsody Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and at Rhapsody and Reverie Podcast on Facebook. Yeah. You could also become a patron, uh, a Patreon member. That would be dope as hell. Super dope. We have all kinds Just of saying. cool perks. Check it out. Yeah, cool stuff. Bonus content. Get in on the fun mm-hmm. before, you know, you miss your opportunity. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Life is short. <laughs> you never know. Uh, also... Please subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, everywhere and anywhere podcasts are available. We are there. Um, probably. Please subscribe. Yeah, probably. Please subscribe. Leave us a review if you're feeling generous because we thrive on feedback, positive or negative, although we prefer positive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, we'll take the negative, but like, yeah, you know, be nice. We don't come to your house and put our dirty feet on your rug. <laughs> so, please, yeah. please, please, Mister Reviewer, please give us five stars. Stars. I can't do it in this voice. <laughs> Never mind. Oh well. Please. <laughs> yeah, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Do do you? And then check yeah. out our website for cool announcements and super dope album reviews and music reviews. We always 
love doing those and we're gonna keep doing those so keep your eyes peeled for those on the website concert concert reviews single reviews album reviews if you're a budding musician that wants to get the word out about your song and your stuff send it our way we do lots of stuff um with musicians that we love so we'd love for you to uh be a part of that show us what you got yeah also we love you (laughs) that we do yeah and we've we've got nothing really to to tease so it seems like nothing to tease that hasn't already been teased yeah should all acquaintance be forgotten? Stop it. This song's in public domain. Oh, keep going. <laughs> so I can sing whatever I want and we will not be billed a cent. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, gosh. Uh, Happy holidays, folks. (laughs) 